Good morning, folks. That's right, this is Sergeant John Sharkey of the 89th Precinct. Not your run-of-the-mill police force, but a special force unit. That's right, the National Raiders Fan Police. Yep. After that win on the weekend where the Mighty Green Machine beat those dastardly Brisbane Broncos against all odds, I took a look in the Koi Pond at the Ashram, and I said to myself, is this really what I want to be doing? I came to a realization, an epiphany, if you will, that I need to get a regulation haircut, put on this uniform, and patrol the stands at Bruce Stadium and social media for disloyal scumbags. That's right, it's a scourge, I tell you. These jabronis who go by the moniker of Raiders fan, yet didn't 1,000% blindly back the boys last weekend in Brisbane. You know, the same Raiders team that was pumped for 53 points just a week before at home. The one that lost against the Talon Bereth Knights. The one missing half its starters. Yeah, that's the ticket, boyo. How dare these insolent greaseballs have any constructive criticisms or thoughts in their nincompoop heads, let alone voice them. Hogwash. I'm a firm believer that a team has no obligation to its fans. It's only the other way around. You pay your hard-earned money, you take what you're given. This is Canberra, kid. If you want that kind of freedom of expression, pack up your shit and move to North Korea. Either fall in line, hand in your membership. That's right. I've never once said a bad thing about the Raiders, and I never will. Just go listen to my previous segments, okay? So long as I'm walking this beat, I don't want to see a single one of you punks post a single negative word about the boys in green. Or I'm cracking skulls. Be it Facebook, Twitter, or the greenhouse. I'll be making these streets safer. One smarmy Instagram post at a time. All right, I got to go fall asleep in my car. Godspeed and go you green things. And welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet. Coming third to you. most popular, not third best. I didn't say third best. No, but a lot of people do. They People still think that we said we were the third best. No, I We've never want... said we were the best or oh, the worst. I want to make it clear. Quality has never been one of the benchmarks that we have set. Okay? So if anyone was worrying about it, third most popular... Not third best, okay? Coming to you from the filthiest storeroom buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. Um, although people have been sniffing around. People have been sniffing around. Sniff away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sniff, sniff away. away. You'll never find the secret doors. You'll never be able to. And we're brought to you with the highly dubious support of the Greenhouse, uh, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum on the internet. Get online and get engaging with a myriad of Raiders supporters who were distinctly different in tone this week than they were the week before. Let me oh, say you're that. Are you going to rub it in their faces? No, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. That's, that's... <laughs> you're going to tell people like out of fan or, you know? No, no, I will definitely be doing that. I'll be definitely doing uh, telling people out of fan because, as you know, I'm the purest and most devoted and loyal fan. So I can tell the rest of you how to go about your business. Get off your high horse, Grandpa. No, wait. <laughs> this is my high horse and I'm staying on it. Uh, we're also brought to you by Landspeed Records, actual cash money sponsorship there. Uh, down in uh, Garima Place. Um, come in and get your records, uh, your LPs, your CDs. Your... Apparently, we're not allowed to use the word vinyls now. Is that correct? 
Final records, records, Final records. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, whatever, whatever you fancy, whatever you fancy. Just come in and buy records. Good days coming up. Yeah, because, not this Saturday, next Saturday, twenty second, biggest come, day of the year. Come see Byron behind the front counter and mention my name, and he'll say not that bloke and charge you an extra ten percent. Uh, also brought to you by Audio Technica, who actually supply all this fine audio equipment by which this wonderful podcast is broadcast. And great news, uh, our people talk to his people, and once more, we've been lucky in securing our special guest star all the way from the west coast of the United States of America, Matthew, Heather Locklear, Hollywood Leneves, Matthew. Whoop, whoop. Hey, guys. It's good to be back. It's... He's back after a win because he said oh. after the Panthers game, he said, we lose like that again. Yeah. No, you didn't actually threaten to quit after the... You no, know, I, I, I only times, threatened to quit, quit after losses to Warriors. That's, that's <laughs> when we lose to the Warriors is when right. I threatened to quit. You've quit All a the few nights. times. Yeah, I quit, but then, you know, suddenly the weekend comes back. back around and they pull me back. Just when I think I'm out, they drag me back in. It's yeah. kind of like that game, you know, a game against the, the Broncos. Yeah, everything said that we had, you know, no chance and we were written off and it, and all the rest of it long outside. I still went into that game thinking that we had a chance. And I want to say that everyone, no one else gave us a chance. I thought, but I blindly go into every Raiders games throughout my whole life thinking, you know, that we've... Yeah, we, we, yep, we're so in it. We're in it, and there's and, hope somewhere. Yeah, and after the first, after the first set, both with the ball, we had the ball first, and we went, you know, all the way uh, into their territory. And Jamal put up a great kick that Reese Walsh caught a meter out from his line, the, the perfect kick, and we then bashed them. Yeah. Um, from that moment, I thought we 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 were a red hot chance. Well, I thought we were a red hot chance when we recorded the pod last week. When I said I thought we were a good chance of sneaking a one to twelve, yeah. And and I, I, you know, like I didn't think it would be as emphatic as that. I thought it might be something lucky as opposed to just a well played game of football. Matthew, no, it's one of those great games when you know some of the players that you know maybe all of us have kind of had question marks over have stepped up and like Horse played an amazing game, Fogarty played an amazing game, and it just makes you uh, believe not just in the Raiders, but believe in the sport. You know, like. Mm. Um, when you're watching that game and you see how much the guys are, are committing to the effort areas, you realize how much you care for the team and you care for the fans and um, the drums in the stands and all those sort of things that come yeah. along with it. And, there, look, there's and, certain there's certain sports and certain things where, um, you know, one team will be, have, like, you know, you look at a, a Manchester United versus perennial struggler in the Premier League. Yeah, or maybe Brentford Manchester, or something. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and the odds are so heavily weighed against them. But in league, still in the NRL, if you're willing to put your body on the line and you're willing mm. to stick your head in places where someone else won't stick their head, a la Jordan Rappiner, um, you still come away with the win. You can still, well, as far as the, more, you can still triumph. You, yeah, and the betting markets had us as the most outside chance of winning, and the team that's won this entire year. So I, I personally, I'm really proud of them. I'm really glad for Ricky. I'm, you know, like I'm really proud for the team to be able to get behind him and. Um, and then for them to pull it out, you know, with arguably two of their best players yeah, not playing. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. I mean, I, I didn't think we were a great chance. I don't think to even win. arguably, definitively, and, two of the best and players. And when playing. when um, Joe Taps was ruled out, I thought, well, Mount Everest just got even, you know, harder to climb. But yeah, no, it's, it's well, at phenomenal. that stage, the bookmakers punted the bookmakers. Raiders in a, in a two horse race. Punted the Raiders out to six dollars eighty, and the Port Boy said, "I'll have me some of that." Were they, were they at six dollars eighty? Six, six dollars eighty on yeah. the line. Yep. So, so what? What did you two dollars fifty get? Two dollars fifty. Two dollars <laughs> fifty. So, so, so everyone who was waiting for like to put on the bets to win the, the oh, no. they've, they've, our odds are fifty three. Right we're they've down to fifty three right bucks. Matthew. I mean, everyone's seen the light now, Matthew. The, right the chance down. is over. But in terms of great victories, you know, every year 
we have a victory like this and you say this is this is one of the greatest you know most courageous victories in the club's history and and i mean it's this is up there right up there with uh the game against the roosters is the mm-hmm. scg now i think in, in two of my like really favorite memorable games of of recent time i think it's still because my son goes on to um uh, youtube and looks at all the old raiders matches and stuff like that and does stuff and still i think outside winning the premierships all those years ago my very favorite raiders moment is against the storm after we were down 18 points to nil with purpose going yeah. across for that try mm. i still think that is my highlight moment even beats bateman's try against uh the storm in the in the final it was just one of those moments where you just erupted and it was, yeah that it was... one the the bateman try as well and i guess the, the papa try against south sydney yeah. in canberra is pretty epic um you know and for me I love it when the Raiders, their their game plan seems to work. Like mm. everyone's talking about the strike power of the Broncos, and and Reese Walsh is this phenom this year. And I've always, I've always been a little bit dubious on on Walsh, not because of his attacking prowess, because clearly he's a talent. But yeah, I used to I watched him last year playing for the Warriors, and he was out of position a lot. And he hasn't been out of position at all this season no, for the Broncos. But we we managed to through Fogarty, we managed to put him in uncomfortable positions enough that we took away his strike power. And, and I'm, you know, to be able to go up there on a side riding high on a Friday night uh, and get away with a win. Saturday over here, Matthew. Saturday night. Friday night, it's Friday somewhere. Friday night lights. (laughs) You know, to get away with a win like that um, when it was all based on effort and and they're clearly probably a more skillful team than us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's what I'm saying. It's it's good to see that um, you know, will can triumph over 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 skill and prowess at times. It was interesting. I heard um, yeah, in the sport, Cooper, yeah. Cooper Cronk saying that if that's what the effort the Raiders have to produce to beat the top sides, it's very hard to replicate that. I heard that too, and I, yeah. I call bullshit. I call bullshit on that. To be honest. Like I, I thought it was interesting. Zach Zach Wolford spoke on and it's on raiders.com on the app what if you want to look at it he, he spoke about how we found our identity and i you know even though zach wasn't playing in the first few weeks of the season i think there's a template there you know like we moved um horse in to play big minutes at 13 uh you know and we actually some 71 minutes to... 71 minutes one of the he's now up there with the elite 13s the in, <laughs> in the company he played more <laughs> minutes than yo on the weekend mm. and only slightly less than carrigan and murray so I, i'm putting him up there with and obviously more than Victor Radley because he spends probably oh like, at least God. ten or twenty minutes in the sin bin every Who's, match. He's so. a new brain explosion kid. But I've I've I have a question for both of you later in the pot about where we should play Jack because I, I, not I, at thirteen. I, well, that that's gone now. Thirteen's he had a chance. He could a couple of weeks ago he could have come back at thirteen. I mean, I, I also I, think I, I mean I, I know you're high on Schneider and I, I love Schneider as a kid, but I don't think you know he had a great game. I mean he. he 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 did a lot of tackling. I think he had a good. great game, mate. Yeah, he it's dropped good. the ball. He, he dropped, he dropped the ball, the ball and his, and his kicking was terrible. So every yeah, time but... we ended a set and Fogarty took a kick, we finished um, in really good position. And you know the Broncos were were bringing the ball out deep out of their own territory. He kicked, I think, three or four times Schneider, and every single time the kicks barely went anywhere. And yeah, they were pretty much starting their sets, you know, just just outside our half. Okay, but defensively, we we shut down their centres, and their centres have been one of the biggest strike powers in the entire season this year. Stags yep. and Farnworth have been yep. unbelievable, mm-hmm. and and look what happened to us the week before. You know, like when we did, we were, we bled when and 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 you could probably attest most of that credit maybe to Jared Croker, right? And but the way that that 
that we defended and maybe not having CHN there, which breaks my heart because I think he's a star. But I, I, I love having the big body of Schneider there. I think he's I think he adds so much in defense that there's a platform there that maybe not having has dominant a voice alongside Fogarty and then Fogarty can control the ruck. Yeah. It just it just allows us to play in a flow that doesn't seem as dynamic, but it can create and build more pressure. Like Fogarty's kicking game in that game. Should we be better... shocked though? Should we be shocked though that Fogarty's best game of the season happened when Jack was out? No. Because he's clearly... to run the side. Exactly. And that's and and maybe that's on the coaches. I don't know, but that's to me that's alarming. And that's yeah. where Jack either needs to. I yeah, don't know, you take you, d- you take the Penrith game out of the equation, yeah, and I think we we we. But I think we're five out of six of the last six games that Jack hasn't played, and that the well, one exception is the the Panthers game where we got absolutely smoked. But prior to that, but I also you know, think you can take that Panthers game out of consideration because if you look at the statistics. Uh, in the last two years of teams that have had to play after five-day turnarounds. I know. It's turned around same, completely. It's, it's completely... Fl- like, the Barmain... T- Barmain had... To, what was the game on the weekend? Was it the Dogs against Souths? The Dogs yeah. had a five-day turnaround, and they, and they yeah. blew out in the second half. They had like a lot of players out. They got a lot of injuries. But this so far this year, um, teams that have come off five-day turnarounds so far this season have lost every single... They're 0-whatever it is. Mm. 0-5 or 0-6 rounds. 0-6. Mm-hmm. Oh, and five. I guess there wasn't no one was off a five day turnaround round one, but yeah, teams off a five day turnaround have lost. So, in the past, um, and I, this is what I said when you brought it up a couple of weeks ago, I said actually, if you look at the stats, it doesn't make a huge difference. Well, this year it's making a big difference, massive. And yeah, we were we're obviously in that game. We did point it. You did point it out, Tim, at the time after the Panthers game. I'll give you credit for that. Yeah, I do give you credit where it's due. Yeah, yeah. Backhandedly, uh, <laughs> what's what's backhand about this? I think you Oh, you put out amazingly, <laughs> amazingly. The pork's right about something. I'm right about things all the damn time. It's just stuff that you know. Uh, anyway, whatever. He's upset. He's hurting. No, you're just a turd. That's <laughs> all. It's all right. The the wider audience knows. I I've, I don't know what you're trying. He's trying to show me a replay of the. I'm uh, just watching the replays. I've watched the game three times now, ladies and gentlemen. Really. All right, yeah. yeah, I've watched a there few. You go. No, I've, I've only watched it one and a bit, one and a bit times. Matthew's been fairly into it, so I've been watching it a fair bit. Look, uh, before we complete off talking about the game, we really should get into news, yes. uh, which we do for our good friends down in Greenham Place, uh, Impact Comics, run by Mal and the team. Go down there and get all your pop vinyls and all your nerdware from them, which I say in the most positive way possible. Mm. Great go, down and, go down and see. Great supporters of the Green Machine. Go down and see Big Mal. Yeah, go down and say, Blake and the Pork sent me. Yes, so, are you are you big well, mal? Are you big mal? Because uh, if you are, Blake and the pork sent me. <laughs> All, All right, right. So news. The the big news is the Jack White and contract mm. saga um, is continuing. It does. This it time continues. last week, the offer had come out. It was what was it? Four point eight million dollars at four, one point uh, one point eight million a season. And oh, hang on, four point four, 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 four at one point one. Yeah, <laughs> that's better maths. Um, yeah, but yeah, we said it. Matt's going around. We, we, we said at the time. We said at the time. Uh, if he doesn't take this mm. straight away, we should worry. Well, I think we can officially start to worry. I think we can too. And I think the worry is is further backed up by um, Rick's comments in the press conference at Suncorp on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, he didn't. He looked almost resigned to the fact that maybe we are going to lose Jack. He brought up the Milford situation, and people saying, "What does he mean by the Milford situation?" Well. My reading of that is that um, we lost Milford to Wayne Bennett, to the Broncos at the time. This time it's the Dolphins. And there was some 
seemingly underhanded stuff went on around that transfer. You know, yeah, it was, it's, the, it's, the, the Raiders yeah. Raiders offered Milford a million dollars a season and and reportedly signed for the Broncos for about four hundred thousand. Yeah, and uh, it was it was you know to be with his family and his dad was here and then he was sick and then he was gone and I mean we don't know the ins and outs of all that but there was a lot of well in the end it was bullet dodged but you know we weren't to know that at the time yeah it might not have been a bullet dodged because under a I reckon he would have had a regime, better... he would have had a he would have had a much better career at our, at our club yeah. and and because we wouldn't we 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 knew his strengths and we weren't going to make him try and be the playmaker but what has been alluded to in some of the press over the last couple of days is that you know most people in the know understand that Milford signed for a certain amount of money on the books, but there was a lot more money from the thoroughbreds. And I know a couple of thoroughbreds. One of the thoroughbreds from the Broncos helped fund um, the Brock TV series. And they've got a lot of deep pockets, man. And I just, I'm just shocked that Ricky brought it up because it makes me think that maybe Jack's already signed. I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm kind of, you know, like there's something weird about why he, brought up an ex-player and it's not reactionary to the point like you know we got a dog comment where you know we love ricky because he wears his heart on his sleeve but it's more there's more something going on there that um who knows what the dolphins are offering jack and and it's know, probably how... yeah, it's probably a nice um house on the water at redcliffe with a buddy boat jetty out the back and here you go you want to do fishing and you want to launch your boat I... from here they're a club that have a hundred million dollars in the bank. They haven't signed a marquee player, and he might be the first one that said, "Yeah, I will come." I understand these are worth a lot to us, and we we're desperate not to lose him. I kind of don't see why the Dolphins. I mean, I know they're desperate to sign a marquee, but if I was the Dolphins, I would. Jack Whiten's not the player I would be putting in all that money in. But what know? if he's the one that's available? Exactly, and they're desperate to sign a marquee. But I don't think he's really a. I think he's a player that you put him in a good side. He absolutely complements a good side. You put him in any side in the in the NRL, just about, and they're a bit, whether it's Storm, Roosters, Parramatta, etc., even Panthers, mm-hmm. they're a better team for having him in the side. But he alone, I don't think, really mm-hmm. can turn a bad side into a good side. Yeah, but you're also forgetting who the coach is, and I, I don't particularly, and I never have rated Wayne Bennett. Um, but I reckon he's he's obviously gotten. He says he hasn't spoken to Jack, but he's obviously. Of course he has. Of course, mate, of course he has. If you can read between the lines and you watch the way Paul Crawley and Paul or Mick Crawley, whatever it is, and Paul Kent on Paul Crawley. Six, Mick Paul Crawley's Crawley. So there's three brothers. Crawley's one of the Raiders, right? So if you yeah, look between the lines of the Paul Crawley and Paul Kent have kind of like intimated on NRL yeah. 360 this those last three days, something's going on. And but my point is that Wayne obviously either believes or he's convinced Jack that he can he can bring Make out a certain player thing. or yeah, in a certain or whatever. way and he might not want Jack to be a 58 he might want Jack to be a center and still pay him 1.3 or, or pay him 800 of the books the only reason why the Raiders lodged that salary cap with the auditor is because they're forcing maybe they've heard that the Dolphins have signed him so they're forcing the Dolphins to go and match that offer because yeah. why else would you do it? And yeah, well, here's and, the thing, right? So when he first announced he's going to market, a lot of people went, "Oh, he's not actually going to leap. He's just doing this to try and get the Raiders to increase their current offer and and pay him what is more to market value." In because what 20- what Moses is going through, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've now done that. We've now increased the offer, and he's being paid, you know, definitely his market value. 
and probably getting an extra year more than anyone else would give him. But he's still saying, oh, no, no, I'm no rush to sign this, which I take as a, as a really strong sign that he's not going to sign it. Yeah. Well, if that was what he was yeah. after, he's got it and he still does what, you know. Well, the crazy yeah. thing after that, then, you know, Ricky goes in that presser and he says, and he brings up a situation between the two coaches from the previous years. And that's when you start to go, oh, shit, something's this where there's smoke, there's fire, right? And yeah, and- yeah. But th- this is the thing, right? Even if Jack's decided to go somewhere else, now I, I believe it's money on now that he's gone somewhere else. Even if he doesn't owe us because he's a professional sportsman who's entitled to go off and make the Absolutely. amount of money he wants where he wants, and he does have that, he does owe us telling us so we get our cogs in order so that we can go to the market ourselves in an effective way as soon as we possibly Absolutely. can. And if he's yeah, going to yeah. do that, he needs to tell us that soon because he does owe us that. And if he dicks around for a certain period that actually means we're not competitive in a marketplace when there's other players around that we could actually be there, then he is then doing us a disservice. On top of that, so if he's going somewhere else, and we know it, he needs to tell us now. Well, he's got, he's got, he's got whatever the contract says. That's the time that he has, and it's up until round ten or whatever it might be, or just after. But I, if he decides to go somewhere else, then but I'll, he could I'm sign happy. for he could sign for someone else before before then anyway, couldn't he? Because I mean, the round ten thing is only if he wants to take up that option. If he's if he's not if he's only contracted for this year, he effectively could have signed for someone from November thirty last year. Yeah, because he but doesn't if, actually have a contract. He's got an option to take it up, so he's he could effectively sign for whoever today. And if he's my, going, to, yeah, just get over and done. Or maybe he already has. My, ban my, it off. My point. My point also is like, um, if he has, I I'll support him. You know, like it's he's he's bled green for our club, and I'd love him to stay. We, you know, and but he's this weird enigma. Like Jack's always been Jackie Legs. They call him. He's always been this weird. Enigma where we've always debated is he because how good he is at New South Wales? Like is he is he a three? Is he a four? Is he a thirteen? Is he a one? Is he a six? And and then one in every three or four games, he's unbelievable for us. And then one in every five games, he's terrible. So but I I no matter what the decision is, I, I oh, I'm not gonna I, go burn an effigy. You no, know, but no, I'm not I'm gonna understand. boo him at the ground, that, but no, but, but I think he I think he owes it, I think Tim's right, he owes it to us. To say, hey, okay, thanks, guys, for everything. Thanks, Ricky. Poor Ricky. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry I for feel Ricky sorry too. For but but I'd put it out there that I don't know how much he does owe us, to be honest. Like, I get I get that we stood by him through thick and thin with all that shit that happened in in Civic, and I get that contracts are fluid and transparent. But but if the contract says you got to tell us at a certain date and blah blah blah, then what what does he owe us? Like. I understand loyalty and I know we brought him down when he was young and, but I, I don't know, man. Like I just, I, it's such a, well, either way round, round 10 is not that far away. Is it? No. And I, I'd like to keep him, but I also don't, I, I, I see a future that could be also very, very bright without him too. You know, like yeah. it's not the end of the world. I think it's not the end of the world he goes. And maybe this deal that we're offering him, you know, cause we're desperate to keep him, um, does throw things a little bit out of whack. I mean, we've seen, like I said, we've seen players over 30 getting an extra year too long at big money. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, well, here, I'll, put to, I'll put it to both of you here. All right, four years at 1.1. Is he is he our 5'8 in three years, three and a half I, years? Or is he our, do we transition him to lock like Fittler and Daly did? Yeah. 
back row. You know I, mean? like, I think that's exactly right. He becomes like a Luke Lewis utility. Yeah. And and I think he'll be good at that. That's the thing. I do think he has longevity. He's barely had a serious in injury. Nah. Like he busted his leg that one time, came back from that as fast as someone can. That's his only major injury. So I think coming He had in, the trampoline toe. Of course, he had the turf toe. That's right. Um, <laughs> Backflips on the trampoline. He hasn't had turf. many. But look, um, did you see he still can do a good backflip on a trampoline? Did you see that footage from um, New South Wales camp? Mate, last I was. Year where they uh, went to one of those trampoline places. Mate, when I was in the the sheds, after, killing it. When I was in the sheds after that crazy Warriors win, I was working in New Zealand, and it was a couple of years back um, when Johnny Bateman was playing for us. But I was in the mm. sheds and. Um, Jackie Legs just during the song stands up and does a fucking backflip in the middle of nowhere. And all I could think was, don't, 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 you're going to break. And then he just stands up and he's shaking the beer. And it was unbelievable, dude. Like the guy is. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a nuts. freak athlete. And, and I yeah. I hope whatever decision that he makes um, for him and his family is is the right decision. And I wish him luck. And I hope it's with us. And if not, then I hope he succeeds and wins every game except when he plays us, you know. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't wish him any ill fortune. What I do wish is that he tells us what the hell he's doing, and he tells us that soon. Um, and and we need to know because we need to be out there, um, and in the marketplace and attracting people because we've got draw cards. We have Tarpane, who's a draw card. He's a bloody awesome player, and he's a great draw card. You know, and he's one of those players that you can say, come and play with Tarps because you know you're going to have a great leader. You've got Matt Timico who's coming up, who we know is a great player. And there's all sorts of other things that are there. And I'll tell you right now, Brad Schneider's a fucking good footballer, guys. He's a Yeah, no, I agree. And I want to see his mate Adrian Trevelyan come in too. I I want to see them both. And once Semi comes back. I've got good news news for you, Matt. (laughs) I was was talking to someone at the club uh, (laughs) a couple of days ago, and he may be coming back sooner than, than we first thought. Oh, thank you. So get thank ready. You. Get ready. Yeah, it yeah. may not be the full 12 weeks. <laughs> it might it's be 11 weeks. That's <laughs> no, down to 10. It's down, down. No, it's gonna, he's going to come back. We've probably said enough about the Jack Whiten um, contract situation. Uh, our position is still the same. You know, we want him to stay. We'd love him to stay. But like I said, I, I'm less and less confident. I'm pretty much mm-hmm. resigning myself now to the fact that he's going. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. And, and and that's the, that's the case. But, uh, but if that's the case, we need to then figure out what's next and and that's and that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world it's just it's sad because we've loved him you know yeah it's sad because we've loved him it it, it's one of those things people are allowed to make their decisions and look if he he does go yes we will have a lot of money to spend and presumably there was the nine hundred thousand we were prepared to give for david Fafita next year as well so you know some of that might have been included in in the 1.1 but there's still you know at least probably one and a half yeah to spend but yeah who do you spend on yeah, that's, that's exactly that's, right. That's a question. Yeah, um, well, I think we develop. I don't think we spend. I think we try yeah. and put as much effort into some of the oh, guys. Oh, of course, we... that's the way. That's the way forward for the club. And you know, well, this whole debate about we can't sign anyone. I've never said that we can go out and sign superstars, mm. but we shouldn't just go. Oh, well, we can't sign superstars. Therefore, we should give up. The way forward for us is to is to pick up players when they're young and, and develop them. Because you know, Melbourne Storm haven't really signed many big names. No, but look at us on the weekend. You know, some of the best players that we had on the weekend were. Corey Horsburgh. So he, he didn't come in when he was 15. He was a bit older. Peter yeah. Holler. Peter Holler. He didn't uh, play. No, Pasami no, Salah. <laughs> so he had to come Poor old out. Peter. Poor yeah, old Peter Holler. Jesus Christ. Poor old Peter Holler. That was one of my okay, points okay. that I wanted to talk about. He watched about. the game three times. <laughs> Poor old Peter Holler. He's got stuck on the... Ricky forgot he was there. Oh, oh, no, no, all was, the way up there. Probably was, had his family there with signs in the crowd. It was Aaron Laper all over again. It was oh, horrible. We know. 
we know this isn't getting cut out. And if 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 Larky <laughs> said this, it would have been cut out. No, but I was thinking for some reason, Harlow, but no, but we were talking about Peter Holler a couple of days ago when I was like, oh my God, he really didn't get on. Um, no, it was sad. But, it's sad. No, but, Look, but, but how good has Solo been? You know what I mean? Like we're signing these players that are fringe players at other clubs. And I got a couple of mates that are Newcastle Knights fans that is telling me that the Raiders are feeding him steroids because he was a skinny kid. And now he's like, that was the best game he's played for our club. And I know he played really good against the cows, but that was yeah. that game on the weekend. He great. stood up. Yeah, he was fantastic. But, but who wasn't great? That's the thing. But look, let, before we get, let, I want to pick the game apart properly. Before we do that, we still got news. We're yeah. talking about Javier. Javier Savage. Yeah, mm-hmm. ex-Xavier. Ex-Xavier Savage is making his return. And, and lo and behold, the pork did actually get this one right. He's Not only is he coming back in reserve grade, which you suggested that he should and would come back through. Yeah. He's not even playing fullback. He's on the wing. Like I said, he would and should. Like, this is the thing. If you're going to bring him back in the side, he's not going to stay in Reggie's, right? He's going to be a first-grade player, but he needs to have the match fitness. He's a kid, right? He's, through COVID, all of our kids missed out on all that New South Wales Cup stuff that they would have otherwise got. So they've all been set back. So he doesn't have that innate match fitness. You can bring Papa back, but even when they did that, they sat him on the bench. Yeah. Right. So he didn't start. You're not going to bring Javier back on and say, oh, mate, go straight back to fullback and expect it to, to wash. I get the logic behind it. And and once upon a time, players used to come back through reserve grade all the time. It wasn't a big deal. But in this day and age, it's, you very rarely see it. Mm. Well, you very rarely see it. But what are they going to do? They're going to kick Seb Chris out? Well, Seb Chris had a great game. He had a great Rockets. game. So they're not going to kick him out. They're not going to kick yeah, Jared Croker out. They're not going to kick Well, that's Matt what I'm Timber saying. And then, and then the interesting thing is when Xavier Savage returns... What, um, happens? what happens then? Like, do you bite the bullet? And because you can't get, say to Seb Chris, play fullback for the first, play our position at fullback and bust your ass for the first six rounds and go, actually, oh, thanks for that now. Yeah. Go back to reserve grade. No, Seb has to go to center. He has to go left center, but where's Craig go? So the, no, the only left center until something goes wrong. So then do they put Seb Chris, the only thing I think they might put him on the bench because he could cover backs and forwards. And but... that, that might be the case there, but it's a pretty harsh thing. The, yeah. other, the other thing is the wing spots aren't necessarily sewn up. And that would be the other place that, that has some flexibility. But Savage in first grade, at least, has been pretty ordinary on the wing. I'd also argue Hoppawati's played fantastically. And yeah, he has. We also Hoppawati ne- against the Broncos, right? He made, he made, he spilled one ball. And one of those ones they called him for, you've watched it three times. I don't think he lost that ball. No, he, oh, didn't, the, lose, the... he didn't lose the ball. And the other thing which grinds my gears is Seb Chris didn't knock on the ball twice. Like, what yeah. the yeah. is going oh, on? Oh, one of them was. The one where he knocked it into himself, whatever. Is that no, an no, 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 but, but that, I've, I've, been debat- I've been debating that with Captain's a couple of challenge people. challenge one. But I've been debating that with a couple of people, and I don't know whether the rule has changed because he, he, he did propel it forward, but then it hit his body. Yeah. And then it went back, and it didn't yeah. hit the ground until it was propelling backwards. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, but the rule is like they're taking it from the thing that he propelled it towards the forward line. But the issue is it used to be it had to ground. It had to touch the ground. Or another player. Or, or another player. Your yeah, player exactly. or their player either. And then it was a knock on. And one of the reasons for that was, and we saw it where someone's tapped a ball to promote it forward, like the old Daly Messenger play, yeah. where they, they've thrown over the head or what. You can't do that. But this wasn't that scenario. No, While no. he didn't have control of the ball, the ball did not go for anyway. I know people complain about um, rugby union that there's too many knock-ons that they let go and forward passes, but I think in league it's like everything's a knock-on. Like but you the, know, what I mean, they just call up too much stuff. But and then also, every now and then they'll say, "Well, it isn't a knock-on." And you're like, "Well, how is that not?" Yeah, well, that's, you know the cra- that, that's the crazy thing that's happened with league, right? So there was always that discrepancy between union and league, where 
you know, union could knock it on and league, it had to go like way back for it, for it to not be called a knock on. But then we brought in cameras and camera angles that as soon as you could, if you could do a captain's challenge or if suddenly, especially with that Greg English try during um, State of Origin. Okay. Oh, no, I yeah. see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the State no, of no. Origin one, right? Where he yeah. bubbled it. As soon as they can, if they slow it down on, on the camera and they can realize that it goes slightly backwards, then they'll say, well, because clearly by the letter of the law, it's backwards. Both of those, if you slow them down, they were both backwards. None of them went to the, you know, to your own trial line. They went back to, uh, you know, the defensive trial line. So I'm just shitty with that. But Well, but the thing is, right, okay, so you imagine a player gets past the ball, right? And it hits them on the chest and, you know, the hands are involved and it bobbles forward, but it's in the air and they dive forward and, and they then smack it back or catch it and or smack it back to one of their other players. Judging wow. on what happened with Seb Chris's one, that shouldn't be play on. That should be a knock on. It's just a, it's a really bizarre rule where you can see that while he didn't have control of the ball, the ball did not project forward to the uh, opponent's um, try line at a point where it got grounded in any way, like it was still a live ball. It do, it wipes out the juggle. It wipes yeah. out to, the juggle. But, but, but to that game, like I thought Grant Atkins tried to, like I think a lot of games that happened in Brisbane, tried to basically feed it to them. That, that, that game, apart from a couple of pivotal decisions later in the second half, maybe yeah. um, when, uh, was it Wolford that was offside and grabbed the ball or whatever, when like um, Adam Reynolds did. But th- th- there was a, even Atkins at the end with Rapana. He just said that was a knock on, and Rapin had his head taken off. I don't know. I just personally, I, I was so glad that we won that game because I thought the referee was not doing us any favors, and I even thought Selwyn Cobbo, like they even said that um, Sebi Chris shoulder charged him. He didn't shoulder charge him. Are yeah. you kidding? But then there's nothing because they went with to try anyway. Said so nothing came. Yeah, so no, nothing. Yeah, came it's weird. At all. Just, just what I was going to say about Alba Hopwadi though. He like people say oh, he has the odd loose carry, drops the ball. He also like takes more runs than any. He took more runs than anyone into the team. The most dirty carries, mm. the rucking out the hardest yards. Occasionally, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a bubble. And like I said, that one he didn't get through. And when you saw um, Jared Croker interviewed on Fox post match, yes. he yes. was absolutely spent. And he said, towards the back half of the game, I said to Hopper, "You just got to take my carries for me, mate." Yeah. So Hopper White is a champion, man. I think he's great. And, but even in that moment, right? And I know we're, we're still meant to be in the news segment. We've completely gone off reservation here, people. Yeah. Um, even during that post, twice they put um, Katoni Staggs against him one on one, got him once on one, and twice Jared Croker made the most textbook fantastic, uh, you know, yeah. wrapping up tackles on the move and did not let that superstar go. You know, and it was gene. It was the defence only an old stager can actually do. And in his younger days, Jared wasn't that good, but he now is. So, like, no, he, he defended. He defended beautifully on the it's inside funny shoulder. How people... On the outside shoulder, he defended great. It's funny how people refer to him as a defensive centre now because out <laughs> yeah, I still don't know if he's really my uh, archetypal Matt Cooper, you know, defensive mm. centre. But look, he's 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 smart. Mm. He's he's doing well, and and. He did a better job than Harley Smith Shields would have done there. You know, Croker again, he didn't miss a tackle. So. No, no, and he was great. Um, but and his got... goal kicking was the difference. It was, it was. Yeah. Now, we've got two signings in the NRLW. So we've signed um, Madison Bartlett, who's one of the Kiwis, Kiwi yeah. International, and uh, Shakai Tungai, who's Jillaroo, came from the Dragons and the Broncos. So we, who says the Raiders can't sign players? We're That's signing right. internationals left, right, and centre. I think we can sign players. I think Sami Solo, just for a start, you can not just sign players, but you can sign excellent players. I mean, he reminds 
Oh, sorry. I just just to get it back to the ladies, mate. I, I'm I'm super excited by the 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 people we're signing. Everyone we're signing seems to be a star. They're all playing yeah. rep footy. Yeah. No, it's it's looking very good. I'm I'm actually excited. And like I said last week or the week before, I just want to I want these matches as the curtain raises. I want them to. Do to... we know when are they going to be? Has it been? I, no, or... I don't. I don't know. I, I, I would say, know. in recognition of this particular marketplace that turns up in big numbers for for women's sport, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Canberra Caps and the Canberra United side both get good crowds, and the Brumby side are starting to get good crowds too. It's the sort of marketplace that's actually going to actively support, and uh, we should take advantage of that and make oh, sure exactly. that have they a look get at, a really good. Have a look at the crowd for the um, women's state of origin last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Canberra's yeah. great supporter of women's sport, which is actually totally digressing now. Makes oh, yeah. me a bit sad that the, the um, Women's Football Soccer World Cup is not playing a single game in Canberra because they wanted too much money, apparently. They did. But they there's did. always plenty of money to give to the GWS. Don't worry about that. Now you leave Mr. Barr alone there, mate. Hang on a Hawthorne second. Someone... He's doing it tough right now. So what, the Women's World Cup wanted too much money for a game in Canberra and yeah. the Canberra government wouldn't give it to them. Yeah. They wanted a million bucks a game, apparently. And the ACT government didn't didn't want to underwrite it, or I don't know if there was under that meant you underwrite it, underwrote it, or they just needed it as a flat fee. I don't know. I'm not sure. But how we, it works, yeah, but we, was... we'd rather pay more money to have a little badge on someone's shoulder, or a side that's called the Greater Western Sydney something. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on. You went to the New South Wales Cup at the Pax last week. I did. Good Friday, man. It was a miserable day. It was absolutely shocking day. Uh, the weather was terrible. There was a much smaller crowd at New South Wales Cup than um, has been at uh, previous games we've been to, where it's been quite, quite beautiful and, and and sunny out there. But no, it was, it was good to get out there. It's always good to go out and see the generation next and see how these different players go. I was pretty keen to um, check out young Chevy Stewart at fullback, and he really impressed me. Um, looks to be a very skilled player. Also, for someone who's only seventeen, very confident at the back and. Had no problems directing the defence and and the, the team around. Um, you know who he reminds me? His head and his haircut reminds me a little bit of Michael Twig. Right? Yeah, he does. It's like that. He's Michael Twig, the partner Jason Gregory in our Reggie side back in the '91 side. They love a they love a weird reference. That How soon they forget? Stops the podcast like a needle. Uh, Played in the '91 Grand Final. No, all right. I remember '91 Grand Twig. Final for what? At what grade? First grade, when Stuart and Daly came off, who did they get replaced with? Michael Twig. Oh, no, it was bloody, it was um, Scott Gale came on. The blanket came on. That's right. Anyway. Uh, but Jason Gregory know. came on. Anyway. I don't know but, but, but your mate, Chevy Stewart, he, he must be a talent for a kid who's 17 to be playing reserve grade and to keep Javier Savage out of exactly. that position. Clearly, exactly. clearly they're... They're, you know, the Raiders. I think they got they got very big raps on him, but you could see physically he's he's not, you know, he's not. You wouldn't want to be putting him in first grade in the same way that the club. Yeah, I know. In the same way the club, well, yeah. In the same way that the club wanted to hold back Xavier because again, physically wasn't ready, but everyone was clamoring. Yeah, you know these terrible buddy keyboard warriors were clamoring. They're appalling, mate. They're appalling. Social media, Twitter, it's a scourge. It is. Uh, but no, he looks great. However, Puru continues to impress me. Um, he's a great player with a big future. I think we're just waiting for round 12 for him, really, aren't we? Round 10, I think. Round so round if 10. you so yeah, if you listen to the latest um, episode of the official Raiders podcast, which I'm sure everyone on here does listen to, because Ricky tells you every week at the start. He does. To listen to Behind the Line, not, yeah, this, not this rubbish. Not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey. Uh, but, with um, our man, Ben Pollock, Hohepa 
was on the most recent episode. Yeah. And he is just an incredibly impressive young man. Uh, yeah. He's only 20, but just the, um, just, did you listen to it, Matt? I did. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. How mature is he? How thoughtful yeah. and he's like a future leader of the club, that guy. He, he really is. And you can see that they've gone after him specifically because of his probably leadership qualities. And he talks about not just his understanding of the sport and the way that he grew up and where he grew up and the way that he developed through his junior development, but also, you know, his connection to his brother the way that he sees the sport, it's, it's just, it's, it's really impressive, you know, interview. And I'm really glad that he's at the club. And and then if you, if you listen to that and then you go and watch him play, it, there's just nothing but excitement, you know? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. No, very, very, to, very to, know, to, and to know that we've signed him this year, like we've all, we've always, you know, we've but he's only signed chemistry. for this year. We haven't like, we've got to be looking at, re-signing him for you know another three of course years we are. upgrading and, uh, to the top 30 and but if you listen to the way that he talks about it and the way that he talks about ricky's communication with him and the way that yeah. ricky communicates with the club and the players at the club mate puru's playing first grade this year it's clearly obvious like at some point mm. they've just told mm. him play your game get ready and it's going to happen and and like obviously he needs to for a position of to pop up but he he looks ready and he seems ready and when Big and Red I, gets picked for um thirteen Queensland, mm. oh, yeah, yeah, right. be, oh, <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't know if I believe that. Be, at the moment, Queensland would be out of their minds. Oh, I, look, a couple of years ago when Queensland forward stocks were very low, I thought he was he was he was a smoky, but I actually did a bit of a calculation and sort of worked out you know what middles are currently available for um Queensland. And there'd need to be quite a few injuries before yeah. Big Red, love, Big Red I, gets called back. I mean, I, lo- I love Big Red, but I, I, yeah, I, I he's made for Origin. He would, he would, he would absolutely give his I all to Origin. It would be great to see. They love redheads in Queensland. They don't discriminate against them, unlike New South Wales people. Um, I want to see him. I want to. But see you know, the hand. players that you've got Carrigan ahead of him. You have got Lindsay Collins ahead of him. You've got Ruben Cotter ahead Ruben of Cotter. him. Gilbert's yeah. ahead of him. There's, I've, I worked out there's about at least six middles that would be ahead of him. Tino's ahead of him. Yeah, of course. Tino's yeah, ahead of that's him. what I'm saying. There's about six middles. Yeah, so I, I'll tell you who I don't think is going to be picked in the Queensland Origin team this year mm. is Papa. I think his 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 Queensland time has passed him by. Wow. That's Sometimes you astound me with your stupidity, and this is one of those moments. Wow. I'm calling this right now. All three games, all three games, without freaking question. Do you want to put two dollars fifty on it? I've got two fifty right now. <laughs> says that says Papa plays all three games. He won't get picked. He's, he's, I still love him, and look, he had a great game um, on the weekend against the Broncos, and he really carried the load without taps there. No, no, Here's the bet. Here's the bet. Whoever wins this one. Wears the other person's T-shirt to and on display to a Raiders home game, right? So I'll wear a Blake T-shirt and you will wear a Pork T-shirt. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, Sounds all good. three games, barring injury and suspension. I don't know who's gonna. I mean, I think he probably will get picked, and but you're right. Like he hasn't played that great this year, and he played did play well good on Saturday night. He played amazing, but he always plays good at Brisbane because he he has his. Family, extended family, his cousins, and all of his friends. Like it's that's the great thing about us when we play up there. Maybe from our old days, our connection with South yeah. Logan, but we always have such a strong condition. Oh, but there. there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that listen to this pod that live in Queensland. There's a lot of Queenslanders that go for the Raiders, and they started Absolutely. supporting them when they were kids, and they've stuck with the Raiders all the way through. 
So there's always good Raiders support at, at Suncorp. Other players that impressed me uh, in the New South Wales Cup, I just want to mention quickly, Harley Smith-Shields came back. He had a really good game. He really right. had a go. Um, you could see there was no, I thought, oh, is he going to be, you know, drop his head a bit and go through the motions? No, he, he, he gave it his all, which was really good to see. And it's good to see he's um, called in as 18th man this week. Josh Allen, have you seen that guy? Have not. Giant prop, tall, skinny prop. Looks a good prospect. Um, Steve Namumbo, who's the young um, PNG winger, he is an absolute firecracker. He's probably too small to play NRL, unfortunately, but that guy's—he's awesome. I don't know if you've ever seen any of his highlights, any of his flag highlights. He was flagged last year, New South Wales Cup this year. He's a great little player. I love watching him play. Uh, and Mooney was good. Trey Mooney was good again, particularly the start of the match. Unfortunately, they got smoked by the Roosters. It was like twenty-eight nil or something. Yeah, but, but the Roosters I, had a. We had a lot of players out of that New South Wales Cup That's the thing, right? Like, and that's I'm, because they were all up playing for the Bronx. Yeah, and we should probably actually like go over the Bronx game in um, because we're up to what now? Like Forty-five. I thought minutes. we've covered it. No, well, you in the news segment, you guys have no order, no respect of a rundown. It's like neither of you have ever worked in a news service before. Or the government, have you it? fucking shill. <laughs> I'm not a freaking shill. You go get, get stuffed, Leves. You go. We do whatever the hell we want. That's yeah. the difference between me and Matt and you. You're just a, you're just corporate buddy. Party line. Fuck All right, on. bring it on, bring it on. Oh, yeah, wait, wait. All right. So the defence was stellar. I think we can agree with that. There was barely. Do you know what you Matt mentioned at the start of the year, right? In in the show, and one of the words he got from his mate Justin Giddo inside the club was one of the things they were focusing on defence this year was they were going away from the catch and hold and drag to the ground style that has been in vogue in the NRL in the recent years, mm. and they're going back to a defence that just smacked people, yeah. right? And they absolutely smacked the bejesus out of the Broncos on the weekend. The amount of times you saw Broncos players getting up, either trying to Dirty. claim an injury or a crusher or looking for a penalty, but they were just smacked mm-hmm. time good. and time again. And that's good. we bashed the crap out of them. And that's the thing I guess I was saying about the Cooper Cronk thing. You know, to play at that level, we've got to maintain it. You know, yeah. we've got to keep that same level of intensity this week against the Dragons. I think by the the twentieth minute mark in that game. The Broncos well and truly had any illusions of having an easy win taken away from them, but they still had that feeling we've got these guys measure. But then the bench came into play. And I think that our bench again was a difference. Our bench did better. So just at the point where I think the Broncos were expecting to, you know, yeah. well, Flegler getting KO'd probably helped us to, to a degree. Yeah, that was an unfortunate accident too. Oh, it wasn't. I mean, it the, wasn't. The, the There's a lot of accidents around. in that game. There was, there, there was, with the, the, the elbow came around and, and took him out. But at the same time, you know, like when, and Emre, I didn't think had his strongest game, but there was a couple of times where he ran up the ball with, he you was know, good. A, a, a match of lunacy that was really Listen nice. to this guy, man. He's watched the game three times. Yeah, I, I've also, anyway, um, I thought, like you said before, Croker's defense, but specifically his conversions, remembering two of them were from the sideline. Three were from the sideline, weren't they? Uh, directly. One was... A in little more. bit of, in more, but two were actually on the sideline, both from opposite sides. Yeah, because one was on the one his left, one was on his right, his and he nailed them both. And you know, they got that penalty goal, which was straight in front, which was you know, chucking over cheese. But you know, they they missed their 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 penalty shots, and hadn't they? You know, their conversions, and had they got what he'd got, we're all tied up at yeah. full time. You know, and and so it was it was, but there was many positives in that. Um, but, you know, you have to go back and talk about Rupper's injury and that particular penalty because there's been a lot of... I don't like. I don't have an issue with, like, whether it's a penalty, it was an accident. Whether it's a penalty or not, 
doesn't worry me one way or another. Do I think Marty Tapu should have gone on report? No, he shouldn't have gone on report. It got cleared. It was an accident. But you can't have a guy catch the ball, and then the only reason he drops the ball is because someone knees him in the head, and then the Broncos get an advantage from it. And yeah, if it yeah, wasn't yeah. a penalty in that situation, well, was, well, was it play on and capable scores the try? Like, I would, that was the thing that was really shocking me. You yeah, know, at much, the time. Of, much, of, much of the debate over the last couple of days over it has just missed the point. Yeah. Whether it was an accident or not has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. The reason he dropped the ball is because his head was taken off and the chaser has a duty of care. I'm so glad that Paul Crawley and Paul Kent spoke about this. Corey Parker spoke about this. Uh, Cooper Johns. Phil Gould was an absolute oh, ridiculous the way that he spoke about it. So if you if you cannot contest the ball... Box, mate. Box, mate, Phil contest Gould. the ball when you're running up, then you... It's your mate, you, isn't he? You do have a duty of care to, yeah. to tackle the player. And you know if, Gus Gould loves the pork, don't you, Matt? I don't, but does he? <laughs> he loves the pork. He loves the pork. He does. Listen <laughs> to the end of the episode. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. You know what you're talking about. Look, there you go. I agree. So this is why it had to be a penalty, because the player with the ball got hit high. But wasn't there something that Annesley came out and said that it didn't have to be, and this was a rule I didn't know about, and I didn't see Annesley's conference, but Lord Funkington brought this to my attention. Did Annesley come out and say that there were actually was there's an alternative scenario where you could just go, okay, he had the ball and then he was injured, so just someone else plays the ball. Yeah, yeah. they said that in the in the press yeah. conference the other Which day. Which I would have been I would have been fine with that as well. I there was a worse there was oh. a worse one in the first half when Billy Walters caught the ball and ducked down and got his head a little bent back. Oh, I, well, where where have you seen that got, one? Where Seb, Seb Chris got penalised? Yeah, that, yeah that but one same was, thing. Look, the bottom, the, bottom, the bottom line is that Rapana not doing anything wrong, fielded the ball, and then players rushing through with the intent to smash him. Yeah, not to catch the ball, yeah. Not to catch the ball, rushing through to smash him, got him in the head. He got hit high. His head got collected by a player. Was it accidental? Yes, but half the time we see arms raising up and getting someone around the neck, around the chin. I didn't mean to do that either, but it's through the very action yeah. of, of going through, not to say it's reckless or careless, but it's one of those things. He did get hit high. Now no, the it is other... careless. It makes it careless. Care... Well, yeah, the, but... the speed at which you run in, if you cannot control the way that you're running in, that if you hit someone in the head, then it's careless. So yeah, you have a so duty of was... care to either contest the ball or tackle the player, not take his head off. I don't... Yeah. Accident no, every day doesn't come week. into it. Intent but... doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, no, no and one... you can't judge intent. You can't judge intent yeah, unless no. someone comes in and says, I'm going to try and take this guy's head off and then passes that in a note to the referee. Um, but there's a precedent for this a few years ago for the, the ball stopping, becoming dead at those points, regardless of whether it's an accident or whatever. Mm -hmm. In the final, up at Suncorp as well, um, on the other end of the field, a few years ago, the Broncos were playing the Panthers. Two Broncos players ran into each other, and one of the Broncos players who was in possession of the ball got badly injured. I think it was broke his leg and dropped the ball. The Panthers running through picked up the ball and ran through to score a try, but play was instantaneously stopped for the injury. And the thing was they put the player's concern first, and they said the player was injured and that needed to stop for that. Now, my questioning at the time was how did you know how seriously they were in? Uh, injured that the Panthers players weren't involved in the actual injury whatsoever. It should have been play on until you came back and, and stopped. So they should have look, looked at the try and come back to it. But at that stage, they clearly said 
The touch judge saw it, knew it was an injury, and called a halt to play because we have the duty to care first. So in spite of the fact that I didn't at that stage agree because I wanted the Panthers to beat the Bronx, and I thought it should have been played on, the precedent was the instant there's anything you can see is a serious injury, play is stopped and the ball is dead. So even if it wasn't a penalty of the Raiders, the ball was dead. You know, and the best scenario for the Bronx at that stage was getting the ball through a scrum. So there was a precedent. So anyway, I think it was a penalty, but there's a precedent there one way or another. Anyway, we we, we, we divert. The, um, but Rapa's going to be out for 11 days now. Yeah, well, <laughs> at least. Yeah, it was at a... least. I'm just looking forward to when he comes back because he'll probably have headgear on. I don't know. Remember a... headgear wrapper? Yeah, metal no, plate in the head wrapper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. You know, he has a metal plate, and this is the second time. At this stage, when he's 33 years old, you know, if we're talking yeah. about concussion protocols... I mean, oh, he's absolutely he's out for eleven days. There's no, there's no, no, no. Possible. But what I'm saying is, you know, does he need to? Do we need to start thinking about the the Boyd Cordner option? You know, at what stage does he actually have to think? You know, what I actually need to have a functioning brain into. He doesn't have. Years. He doesn't have a long history of concussions in the way Apart that from a, the metal plate in his head. Yeah, he's got a metal plate in his head. That's cool. He doesn't have the oh, long yeah, no, history. No. Oh, I've got three. I've got. <laughs> I forgot. He doesn't have the long history of concussions like a Boyd Cordner or a Jake Friend or. James Graham, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and maybe, you see those but... guys with have those long history. You see that guy, I don't know his name, but the guy in the AFL on the weekend. Oh, he yeah, basically, yeah. his head barely touched the ground. And he was concussed. Yeah, the Like those guys. Yeah. yeah, those guys. And this is what happened with Boyd Corner. Anything, any hit in the head and they're gone. And they're gone. And yeah. that's right. And and maybe Rapa's not in that place. But, you know, if we truly love Rapa. Then... I want to re-sign Rapa for an... I reckon he's got another year in him. Not at $800,000 a year or $1.1 million, But, hey, Rapa, he's 200 k Go oh, around again. On. No, you don't insult Rapa with 200k. You give him 300. Two, 250. 250. Two, so 250. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 250. But look, we, we were discussing it beforehand, and I think um, the Raiders review with Blake and the Pork, uh, $20 land speed records, man of the match, I believe. Two vouchers. There's two vouchers, There's right? Two we're vouchers. giving two. Well, I think myself and, and Heather uh, agree on Jamal Fogarty. And, and I'm going big, sexy. <laughs> Big sexy Corey red. Horsburgh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to argue yeah. with that. So there's two vouchers down here. Look, we we've been talking about the Meninga Medal, and he didn't have a bad game, but uh, I don't think Timoko got in the in the three votes on this particular one. But you're now starting to see Big Red. Yeah, he's been getting in the three votes an awful yeah. lot. Yeah, he's so, coming. So maybe he's coming for you, Matt. Maybe we'll have the first Meninga medalist with red hair since the beloved Alan Tung. You know, that would be good. Would he's pretty much the first Raider since Alan Tung with red hair. Right, and um, look, he's had a wild, wild and woolly week um, in celebrations, but we've managed to, got a little bit ill, we've managed to, we haven't. Well, I haven't been able to t- get in touch with Danny Stewart this week. Uh, last thing I heard from him, I got a text, um, he was in the dressing rooms, he was celebrating the win, he said, um, this is, get up you all, you yeah. haters, didn't back the boys, didn't believe in us, <clears throat> this is for you. And they sent me another text saying that he was at um, the Caxton with Alfie, and I haven't heard from him since. Yeah, right. Except so he's, he's 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 gone he's gone and tied one on. So hopefully we'll be back after the bye. We'll we'll track him down. Yeah, maybe. We'll I still I down. still have hope that he might still come through. I don't think so. No, okay. I don't think so. Okay, well then it's time for Ask Clown of the Week. <laughs> and look, there's a lot of things to choose. Do you know from. what I th- love about this segment? What? You don't have to go looking for Ask Clowns. No, they, they just fall from yourself. the sky. You, they have have to choose, be... you have to choose between them. 
Yeah, two days ago I had one, and then another one arrives, and another one. It's like, how they am I going to include you. all these articles? Well, I yeah. had one that Blake has censored me from doing, uh, so I'm not doing it. Yeah, because it's pointless. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So my first ask, Clown, uh, Blocker Roach. So did you watch the Fox coverage three times, Matthew, with the same with the same commentary of that just yeah, out of awful. touch dinosaur? It was awful. Oh, there's nothing in that. Some guys oh my God. blood pissing out of their head. Oh, it's play on. What's the game gone yeah. to? And then I was actually embarrassed for Dan Gadane because I've got a lot, unlike some people who seem to I know. not like Dan Gadane, I've actually always really liked him. And um, the fact that he... he yeah, the fact that he sort of backed up um he, he was out of touch and blockers ridiculous comments about the the Rapina situation and that Corey Parker was the voice of reason. That was odd. That of all people, struck no, me all as people. really odd that Corey Parker was the one who came out and said, no, it had to be a penalty. And it was like, now, in, in the cold light of day, I realised he was completely right and I've come, it had to be a penalty. But for him to be the voice of reason... The others have to have a look at themselves. But, but not just him, like, yeah. not just him being like a Broncos player and all that stuff, but he, yeah, he, he's all, yeah. he's, he's always kind of like compliant. You know what I mean? Like, he's just the nice yeah. guy. For him to actually go, you he's know, he's not what, someone lads, that normally likes wrong. to rock the boat. That, that, that to you me, know, Wayne just, Bennett told him to was, retire when he still could have played for well for another couple more years. He just retired. Clown, so my next Ask Clown, I'm pretty much just taking this segment and running with it this week, Matthew. If you got one, you can throw it in the end, but Tim's one was stupid, and I've got a few, so I'm just going to... I've got I'm one gonna, which I'm going to pick up. Go. I'm just going to steer it. Uh, my second one is the Brisbane Broncos <laughs> crowd. I mean, I said last week that they're a bunch of morons. They're a bunch of morons, and I hate them. Oh, Jesus my God. Christ. They fucking what a bunch of him. redneck do hillbilly... Bla- do you have to blaspheme? Yes. Uh, what a bunch of redneck hillbilly morons. Yeah. No, and they're saying, yes, oh, we were do, booing the penalty. Oh, oh, we weren't booing. No, no, no. no. There's a player assholes. with blood pissing out of his head and he's getting taken off on a on a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on a body gurney. On what a medicab and you're booing him. They weren't booing the pe- they weren't booing the penalty, mate. The penalty was given. They boot they booed the medicab when it hit the sideline. They weren't booing the penalty. The penalty was given. And when the medicab got they to the sideline, they started building. You had, a, you had another ask clown there, which then I've got some evidence that back this one up. So my my final ask clown for this week, and it's um, it's a guy that wrote a piece in something called the Raw. Yeah, we some know sort that of, well. Some sort of fan fiction it's not site. Fan where, fiction. It's a where very cromulent. Man. It's a very cromulent website where great people like myself and Lord Funkington <laughs> are regularly known to where write. Where grown men live Is out it? their fantasies. Um. This guy has written a hit piece. Dear Roar, I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> this guy has written a hit piece on Ricky Stewart. He has. And it's in 2023, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. No. Just make up whatever narrative you see fit um, to suit your argument. And this is exactly what he's done. I've called him out for it on Twitter, and he tried to get me on a technicality. Um, this is to quote the article. Sure, Jordan Rapiner was responsible for one of the worst games ever played by an NRL winger. This is against the Panthers. We more than made up for that against the Broncos. Mm-hmm. The Raiders were without key man Jack Whiten, and the Panthers are yeah. a heck of a good team. Yet the Canberra fans were vocal each and every time their coach appeared on the big screen, seething at the ineptitude of their team and his certain role in it. Now, I was at the ground. Numerous people I've spoken to at the ground. No one has the remotest idea what he's talking about. Mm. There was no – not once do I recall Ricky Stewart being shown on the big screen and there being – any response, reaction, good, bad, or otherwise, from the crowd. There certainly wasn't booed 
when he came up on the big screen. There were Panthers fans who who I also asked about this, and they said they have no idea what this guy is talking about either. Mm, mm. It's just complete lies, and like, don't make up lies no, well, to suit your your bullshit story. Well, and it's just it's, it was it was a, it was a, it was a Stuart. Sm- What's his name? And, and, him. and there was a, it's him, just a Stuart Smack What's his face. name? And they come out all the time because they're an easy hit. It's low-hanging fruit because everyone will sign up to see Ricky getting flogged and things. So I quote, Stuart appears to have been determined to prove a point, failing to replenish his squad, to modernise and add what was required in order to match pace with rugby league ev- evolution and thus remain relevant. This is the side that made the second round of the finals last year after a two and six start. I would say that's maintaining pace. Knocked out Melbourne Storm on their home ground. I would say that's maintaining pace i would say making the prelims in all those years as well as the grand finals is maintaining pace anyway like it's just a ridiculous thing to say it's just an ass clown thing to say um and you know it's really putting him you know front and center in you know ass clown of the year awards you know and as i said last year in 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 an article right um when the vultures were circling after the poor start (laughs) as a result of injuries that basically they just need a bit of luck to turn things around. And, you know, just a bit of bounce of the ball. The bounce of the ball. They're missing their fullback. An of luck. They were missing, they were missing their fullback. They were missing their 5'8", and they were missing their starting hooker for yeah, the TV. Yeah. All in one area. They were on a five-day turnaround. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's because Ricky's a f-ing failure, is it? Oh, my God. Anyway, um, you know. It just, yeah, and the Panthers seem to have come back into some pretty good form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we saw against Manly. So I don't think it was an aberration. It was, it was an aberration. Good. And you know what? We were in it yeah. to halftime. And then strangely enough, you know, having three full days less to rest, missing those many spine players, you know, a score got put on the second half. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. Anyway, he's an ass clown. I think we can all agree on that. Matthew, have you got an ass clown? Yeah, mine's um, Phil Gould for kind of stepping in and trying to make out like, the game's gone soft and don't go too hard on, on Phil, on, on Gus. Mm. Matt, because he's, oh, is, he, is, is he a lover? Is he a lover of one of our, he's a big fan of the show. He's a big fan of the show. And we're, we're in no, negotiations just... to actually bring him on yeah. in a guest role. <laughs> when are the Bulldogs down? I was going to see if he wants yeah, to by the filthy story. When the ah, there'll be, I will return. They are down, the Bulldogs, 6 p.m. Oh, no, but that's in Suncorp. It's in Magic Round. Uh, next year. Next year, Gus. Uh, Mine just comes down, I guess, to anyone that thinks that um, whether it's an accident or not an accident should be aligned to whether it's a penalty or not a penalty. It's got nothing to do with it. Intent has nothing. But I just, I, I don't know. I just, um, it, it was so clear cut to me, regardless of intent, that there was a penalty because Rapper would never have dropped Absolutely. the ball if his head wasn't Absolutely. taken off. Absolutely. So it just, that's, Where that's there was all a penalty or you got to you play know? the ball, you couldn't have the Broncos gaining an advantage. This is the thing that got to me. You can't have them gaining an advantage from splitting Rapper's head open mm. and scoring a try mm-hmm. or either getting the say either they scored a try through Cape or they got it was a knock on from Rapper and then they were gonna mm. you know. Get the ball the, but the only reason he dropped the ball is because his yeah, head absolutely. was taken off. Absolutely. Like it's, it's... Hi, it's former Canberra Raiders captain Alan Tung here, and you know I don't actually go in footy tipping comps, but if I did. I tip the Raiders every week. Let's get to the team list. Not just about Jerry Sutton. It's not just about him. It's and, not just about the pork. And Jerry right. Sutton. So front row is Papali'i, Tarpanay, and Wolford. We've got Whitehead and Young in the second row with Horsburgh in thirteen. So that welcome is, back, Taps, and congratulations on the uh, birth of your child. Yeah, it looked gorgeous too, the baby. Um, then boy, he's a good-looking man. Well, he is, and his missus ain't too too hard on the eyes either. So it was probably likely the child was also good genes. Yeah, good genes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, then we got Fogarty and Whiten in the halves, reuniting. Then Timoko and Croker in the centres. The wings, welcome back, Nick Kotrick. And then Albert Hopawate on the other side with Rapa out. We got Seb Chris at fullback. On the bench, we have Starling in 14, Gula 15, Solo in 16, and Hutterwood Anita in 17. That's that's starting to get back to a pretty good side there, I would have said. Then for the St. George Illawarra Dragons, we have Laurie and... Savage aside, arguably outside of Savage, that's our best side. I mean, I, I know I some people would say Danny Levi. Danny Levi. But I wouldn't. Could um, also be up there. Um, and I'd like to see Adam Mariotas definitely in the conversation. Yeah. And when he gets back to fitness, Adrian Trevelli. I saw that. I saw the shoe man at, um, at Kipax. And not good? Yeah, it's all... all um, in a cast and stuff yeah, right. hand. Yeah, that, that's not good. Yeah, it was like a claw. It's kind of like frozen in this sort of place. And it, it, you know, so I saw his young Jed Stewart in a boot as well. Oh, he's, God. He's Just out. when he was starting to play good yeah. football. Um, so we got Blake Laurie in the front row with, uh, I think it's Zane Musgrove. It is Zane Musgrove yes. on the other angry, side. Angry. The very angry Zane Musgrove. Do you yeah. remember last year against that game at Leichhardt when we absolutely smoked the Tigers? He was yeah, going yeah. nuts. Oh, that's right. But look, Did he go to the bin at the end? Or he, yeah, the, the, right, they'll be firing him up. Um, he Blake is, Laurie's he's in the front row, though. And, and I like Blake. Blake Laurie, I think he's a really good player. Now they've got they've got young Jacob. I Little. like him because he spells Blake the correct way and doesn't put a Y in there. Yeah, or an I. Did you, have you seen of of the um of the Blake um try scorers in the he's leading right? He's got two tries so far. Yeah, well I I rate him. I think he's a well great well guy. ahead of of break 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 Braley. break Braley. Yeah, break still has, he still has break a try. We got Jacob Little. <laughs> we got Jacob Little as the hooker. <laughs> then we got uh, Sua in the um, in the second row. Jaden Sua in the second row uh, with Ben Murdoch Masilla in the second yeah, row. That's it's weird. interesting. And then you got Jack Bird locking the scrum, which I don't think that's weird. I think he models what can happen to Jack White in that thirteen jersey. Oh. If he goes on the um the McDonald's and KFC diet, that do you remember when? Do you remember yeah, when Jack Bird Lance was a good player? Do you remember when he was a good player in 2016? Jack Bird was a great player, and he was a great player for New South Wales, and he was like Greg Bird, like they, they he, Jack Bird was yeah, an amazing well, football and player. He's look at him now. You look at him now. He's 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 got a gut. He's eating. He's sheep. been carrying a gut since he went but to the Broncos. He's got they... that McDonald's card they have. Yeah, my goodness, the, the Milford card. card. Um, then you've got Benny Hunt, who doesn't seem to be slowing down in any way, shape, or form, still playing great football in spite of the fact them losing against the Titans. Yeah, they tried and to blame got... it on him. He did everything good for that team. And then everything they tried good. To, they tried um, to blame Great him. player since he's gone. Oh, I love him. him. I think he's great. Then you've got uh, Amone, who's... Uh, out of the sin bin and back into the side. Love scoring a try against the Raiders, as we know. Scored two last time we played them, didn't he? We might have to. Do you actually fact check these statements before you? No. Before you know, Why would I fact check yeah. them? That's for you to slag me off later. Then we've got Lomax, who'll be coming up against Croker. That'll no. be. In... Yeah, he is. No. Lomax is on that side and Croker's on. on... No. Croker will be coming up against Moses Sully, which is, you know, not doesn't have the footwork of Lomax, but in terms of someone just running at you all day, power, size, it's Moses Sully. That's Croker's going to be defending. Timiko will be up against Zach Lomax. Zach Lomax plays on the left. Moses Sully plays on the right. Someone yeah, give right, me so right, baffled. Right, right. No, actually... no, no. I'm, I was just thinking about, I was sure Lomax played on the right. No. All right. Okay. Well, On the right-hand side is Hunt, said... Sully, Rapawala. Sure and on the left hand side is is Amone Lomax and who's on the wing on that side? I know I've seen Lomax play on the right. Okay, and then you got Fingai. Uh, uh, isn't it Fingai? Fingai. All right, uh, on on one wing, and then you got Tauta Moga 
who also has delighted when he's been at Newcastle and at the Roosters in scoring tries against us. In is he the guy who's had like four ACLs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It didn't, he went at uh, North Queensland as well, I yeah, think. Yeah, he, he he's been a he's been decent player. He's had more clubs than the Deltones to steal one of your uh, lines. It's not one of my lines. I stole that from um, Packwood, I think. Um, then you've got Sloan at the back, who's who's going from strength to strength, young Tyrell Sloan. He's very good. You've got Moses Mbai playing the, uh, the role in the 14 jersey there. Um, number 15's a guy I don't even want to name. Um, then we got number 16 is a guy called Couchman. And then 17 is Josh Kerr, also quite like. Also quite like. So <clears throat> I think, um, you know, we just need to beat these guys. Yeah. Uh, look, I think against, they were up. Realistically, in... if we turn up, we should beat them. But, you know, how many times yeah. have we said that before? We've said that before. And look, and they, the, the they Dragons have. Dragons this year, right? They've, again, every year they get tipped for the spoon. Yeah. Um, they've had some really good games and they've had some really crap games and you just don't know what's what's going to turn up. They did make a lot of, I think they dropped the ball a lot and missed a lot of tackles against the Titans. So They did, but they still had some danger. And look, Lomax and Suley, when Suley's paying attention, not sleeping in his car, he's a good player. He can be anything he wants, but a lot of the time what he wants to do is sleep in his car, you know? So he, he's moved around a fair bit. He does, didn't even want to be at the Dragons. No, he said that, <laughs> but he's playing pretty good football for them. Amone... Well, he can do anything and he enjoys doing it to us, but maybe Jack will come back and explain to him that Jack's the big dog in this yeah. house, which would be nice. You have to think that that the way that Papali'i stepped up on the weekend and horse at 13, now we've got taps back and Jack, we should roll yeah. through this, guys. We, we, really we should. definitely, I mean, we say it about most teams we come up against, but we definitely do have a better forward pack than them. Yeah, but my problem here is <clears throat> and the bench time is better. we've turned up this year thinking that we were a good chance. Oh, absolutely. Against Newcastle, we were miserable. Newcastle, though, are, are just, it's weird <clears throat> what a bogey side they are for us. Yeah, but we played appallingly in that match. Oh, absolutely. You know, that was... We did, but they, they've also proven to yeah, play exactly. better they, since they've, then. They've had some... Yeah, I, I agree with that, but we, we were just so bad. I think it, it's very much to our benefit to come up against a side where we know we have to play to our best, otherwise we've got no chance. Oh, absolutely. Because it, it brings us... And, and I actually worry about these games more than anything. Yeah. Because we're now in a situation where we're, we're coming up on a streak, right, where if by some miracle we beat yep. St. George, then we have the then we have we a will. bye... Then we have the Dolphins. Win. Then we have the Dolphins down Win. in Wagga. Um, Revenge on game. Saturday, Win. 29th of April, and I expect that to be a sellout with people going down to Hume in numbers. By the way, people. Then we have the Bulldogs at the first match of Magic Round on 5 May, and then we come back home to play the Eels at home on Saturday, 13th of May. Now, just imagine a world in which we take two points from all of those. Right? That's two, four, six, eight, ten. All of a sudden. You're sitting there and you're on 14 points. You've got to be in the eight and the season's repaired. Yeah. And, and and that's good. But they have to do that and take advantage of it because we can't go to the thing where we drop a Dragons game yeah. and then all of a sudden the pressure comes back on because one of the things we all know is it's great having a side that's in a worse position than you. It's been wonderful having Parramatta losing matches and West Tigers not doing well because then the press attention is not on us. The instant we lost that match, conceded those 50 points to the Panthers, all the vultures came and started circling. It's the last thing you need. For about a play. day, and then the and Tigers then, released their Anzac jersey, and then someone discovered oh, the Raiders had you done the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, fantastic stuff. Yeah, but that's from yeah. a year ago, thank God. But uh, it's funny, you know, like you, you look at that that schedule and you'd have to assume, well, as a Raiders fan, you'd have to hope that we'd probably win all of those games. But Parramatta have given us some trouble oh, yeah, over yeah, the totally. last couple of years. And, and they're not only just 
just beaten us. They've they've yeah. flogged us yeah, a yeah, few yeah. times. So you know that that game kind of scares me. Like uh, we suddenly struggle against Moses in his king game, yeah. and Bryce Cartwright plays the best game he's yeah. played all year. And, and actually makes his tackles. A couple of weird things that happen yeah, when yeah. we play and them. Dylan Brown yeah, went off so, like frogging a sock last time. We were oh, there. he was sensational. He's yeah. a star though. He's a he's a he's a he's one of the better players in the competition. But I I, I just I, I feel like we can win all of those games and 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 then suddenly, and yeah, suddenly you're right. But it, it has to be like that's what they have to have their eyes on now because all of a sudden one week at a time. But you're just going to win this one. I know. Boy. I know. You want to start but, thinking seventeen weeks But that's ahead. that's what. But that's the problem. You're looking at that draw coming up and saying we could, we could, we could. But each step has to be done because if they don't get the two points now. It doesn't matter. You know, in the 2019 season. We had that horrible scrubby win against the Canterbury Bulldogs who were struggling at that stage. We beat them 12 points to 10 with a, with a you know, a determined try right at the end of it. Uh, John Bateman kicked and chased and oh, put down yeah, right in the corner. Yeah, yeah. And we got home 12 points to 10 in a scrubby win. And everyone said, oh, it should have been by more. But at the end of the day, it's still two points on the ladder, which had us in fourth spot, you know. And and we need to win some of the scrubby ones. The one against Broncos, I, yeah, it wasn't flashy, but it was a great performance. We need to be winning some of these win. ones where we're getting over the line where we think, gee, that could have gone either way, you know. And this St George match has all the hallmarks. Well, it'd be of interesting, you know. It could come down to goal kicking again because goal kicking was the difference against the Broncos. And in yeah. fact, if you look at the um, the Dragons Titans game, they had it was Lomax had a kick right at the end to square yeah. it up, and he missed it. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, he did. And it was a kick that he, you know, yeah. It would anyway. So it's a big game, but look, there's been some interesting calls on how we should proceed in the season, and uh, Lord Funkin's dialed in with a very interesting one. G'day, everyone. Lord Funkington here. I'm in the Funkington lab, uh, churning away on some notes because I had the week off. Had a week off. Need to do some planning. Need to do some strategy. Um, and I think I've come up with a solution. We saw what happened. The Raiders got the win over the Broncos. Um, in those glorious white jumpers, uh, what a what a sartorial elegance they are! Those white jumpers. Um, I think. Look, if they can get a result like that, I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm going to buy one. Do they come in seven XL? Let's find out, hey. But I've been pacing back and forward, looking for my strategy, thinking about what the hell I'm going to send Rick this week for our uh, for our weekly um, strategy chat, and uh, I think I've come up with it after watching what happened on Saturday. And we've got the Dragons coming, who, for all their uh, comedic aspects, can defend a little bit. So let it rip. That's what I've decided. That's what the Raiders need to do. We are at our best when we just let it rip in attack. Do something. Do anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Don't try for this structured stuff. Beat them up the middle, sure. But then don't get excited and just turn ball after ball up the middle. Don't do short balls to props. Just let it rip. Throw it around. Kick it high. Did you see we actually scored off a kick last week? I've never seen anything like it. Sure, it was a 4-on-1 and we could have just passed it around, but who cares? Uh, Jamal Foggy went the kick, scored the points. The decisive try, no less. Came from just letting it rip. So there we are. Say it with me, folks. Let it rip. Pass the ball. Kick it around. Who cares? Don't do anything that's got structure to it. Just have fun. Get out there and get shit going. Make things happen. Fail gloriously, because we are really good at that. I'd rather spectacular failure on attacking raids with early ball to guys like Mac Timokor, who can belt off down the field. Give the ball to Seb Chris, who's actually very fast, you know? Let it rip. Uh, I feel better after that. A win, a win helps. Now we just need to keep it going. And the Dragons have been a bogey side, sort of. 
So the way around that is to just let it rip. Let it fly. Wing the ball around. Pump it up the middle for a little bit. Maybe, I don't know, two tackles. And then just pump it all around. It's the surest way to the most truest result in all of rugby league. And that is the Raiders by 56. Take it easy, everyone. I love you very much. So basically he's calling for the return of, you know, the, the Lapana days of just follow what you do. Expansive, over-creative attack. I mean, it seems it does seem to work for us. It does seem, it does to, work seem to work for us. us but well, I'll tell you what else worked for us on the weekend, the white jersey. So he's got to let that one go. Yeah, but, you know, it's monkeys and typewriters. Eventually you wear something enough, something happens. You it's know. a bit like you and the Xavier Savage. That's what someone said, you know, stop the clock is right twice a day. Yeah, right. Eventually you'll get something right. That was absolutely 100% nailed right. That wasn't a stop clock. That was a, he's going to come back through Reggie's on the wing. Okay, you might have said, inside. and you I also said in the same word. episode, I had a feeling that we were going to get away with a tight win against the Bronx. You might have, you might have got inside word on that one. I might have. Yeah, it's possible, but there's been inside word about um, all sorts of stuff that's been, um, you know, given to me that have, have turned out to be wrong. There's just been some just uh, just broke on Twitter today, right now, that um, Sam Bacco is recovering really well. So right now, some people have put out uh, on Twitter that Sam Bacco's condition is improving on a daily basis, and by the hour, he's getting oh, better. Wonderful. Sam's no longer under an induced coma, and the medical team is confident Sam will continue to improve. Sam's extended family and I have been overwhelmed and grateful for the heartfelt support for Sam, and we have no doubt that the prayers and spiritual blessings have helped Sam fight back this biggest battle to date. I'm sure most of you will be not surprised at Sam's strong spirit and determination to get through this. Thank you for your ongoing concern for Sam. And we look forward to your continued his continued improvement. Well, so that was just posted by his family, which is pretty pretty cool, man. So, you know, last week you guys spoke about the the battle that he was under. And I, I guess a lot of us thought it, it, it might turn out in a really negative way. And it's good yeah, to see wonderful. that literally just this minute news well, that's broke. very good, so. man. It seems like Sam Bacco is lifting. And it's now time to ask. Look, for me, it's Jack. He's had two weeks out, sitting on the sideline. There's a lot of stuff hanging around his head with contracts, etc. You know, like he needs to come out there and, and show that he's still yeah. the, the big man in town and come out there and have a big game. We don't need him to overplay his hand, though, as well. No, we don't. And that's how he got him into trouble. Yeah, you're because right. he really you're was right. trying to impose himself when he, when he did that hit. But I, look, we like him imposing himself because he does change games when he does it. And it is his weapon. He goes yeah. out there, smacks but we people, want, we, and they don't want to do it anymore. Fogarty controlling the side last week worked really well. And yeah, his uh, kicking was, was on brilliant. point, man. Do you know what I've noticed this year? Um, his bombs are now, he's getting to that, I'm not going to say he's at Burton or Cleary level, but he's not far off now. The height. The, he's landing him in the yeah, right the height, spot. And, yeah, he's getting yeah. on them. The, he's doing the, um, the crazy spinning sort of, you know, swirling bombs. Mm. He's, he's got it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was obvious, wasn't it, on the weekend when suddenly Schneider on the other side they was kicking, like just to your point yeah. earlier in the pod. Yeah, and he, he, he's, he was trying. But my who's got a lift, it's a weird one, but, oh, man, I've, I've been I've, – we've been wanting him to be the player that he was when he was at our club before. It's Nicky Kotrick. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like if, if Hopper Whitey keeps playing the way that he's playing and Rapata does Rapata stuff – who are our wingers? Mm. Probably still, probably still Kotrick Co- and and um, and and 
Rappiner. No, we're not putting Rappiner to, to reserve grade, Tim. Um, but why not? I've called for it before. Yeah, it probably, but like, but 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 there's a debate yeah. there, right? Like, like Hopper White is now consistently shutting down plays from outside it's to just in. This is effort, and, he, and he, but he Nick, had Nick 20, could do that. Nick could do that. He had, like to your point, he had twenty yeah. runs but on the weekend. What's stopping? What's stopping? Yeah, he doesn't do that. Stopping him from from, you know, there's there's games where he runs for eighty meters. Yeah, and, and he should, Blake. Since I've been doing this podcast, you've been asking for him yeah. to run more. Since yeah. I've been doing this podcast, I you've did. been like, not even asking, not even asking for him to do like twenty runs, like Hopper White. He just did on the weekend, but just yeah. do twelve. He just wants to rag on you. Some games he, he does wants eight. To rag on you, Matt. Huh? He just wants to rag on every opinion you've got. But who, who, I'm not ragging on his opinion. He's agreeing with me. Nah, Got to help. What? Who, who, who do you <laughs> no, say? Uh, man, no, no one in particular. No one in particular. No one in particular. Look at that, Jack White, maybe bit of but bit of fence sitting there. Jack White is going to tell us what, he's, what he wants to do. Just, just be honest, Jack. Just tell us, man. Just tell us. Jack, we'll get over it. We'll get over it. Right, it'll yeah, hurt. We might. We'll now, get over it. Now, um, we've actually located him. He's on the run again somewhere in Western New South Wales. But uh, it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day Raiders fans. What an incredible turnaround in a week. We were going like bustards for a fortnight and we come out and beat the top side in the Broncos. Certainly humble pie from me for the next few months after that. Horse was enormous. Fogs and Croker great in defence. And what about our mate Rapper? What an endless well of courage that bloke has. We need to keep our feet on the ground though as we still got beat on possession, all run metres, post-contact metres and tackle busts. One very pleasing aspect of the game was that we actually we're finding the grass with our kicks so again big credit to fogs on that as opposed to the jack white and bomb you know mitchell pierce specials that he was doing the previous fortnight we got to find the grass more so on to this week dragons have had an ordinary start to the year so let's not give them a sniff early in the game ben hunt carries the team so he needs to be kept an eye on as does both of their centres, both very good players. Our clear advantage is much more tackle bust per game on average, so we need lots of bodies in motion with our hookers and back five right up our forwards' backsides to get offloads and sprint into space. We need to play well again, and if we do, I'm confident of a win this week. Enjoy your footy and go, you green machine. The thing is... It actually sounds like he has been taking his medication this week. It does. Maybe too much. Maybe, maybe too much. Too much. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe too much. Who knows? Not enough. Who Not knows? Sharp. All right. Well, maybe we should look at the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Right. So in the number 18 jersey for the Raiders, we've got Harley Smith Shield. You know, maybe it's a very short period in the wilderness for HSS. Then we've got Trey Mooney. We've got Peter Holler. Very unlucky not to get. Poor old Holler. Yeah, look. Poor old Holler. Yeah. I forgot, man. What's no. going on Did there? Ricky like... just forget he was on there? No, I look, I think it was one of those matches where... It was too tight. It was too tight. He didn't want to bring him but in. But if you look at the last few minutes there, right, and actually when Rapper got his head split open, the Medicab came on and everything else, I kind of said at the time, this has actually turned out all right for us because just before that, they had us under the pump and we were completely gassed. And that break, I think, um, really served really served as well. 
we were refreshed and we got it the ball, did. kicked the ball down. And, you know, you, in the end, you look at their last couple of sets, they barely threw anything at us, did yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, they were gone and it was good. We were fantastic but, but at, to be, at the beginning of that second half and then the, at the end of the second half, but there shouldn't be a game in first well, round rugby league yeah. where you don't use the yeah, seven. No, I agree. Player. And look, like, he, he's owed because that's that, weird. Know, his family was there. And, and especially like, that. like the, the other times where you don't use it's when it's like, it is like a Josh Reynolds in state of origin or it's yeah, like yeah. a, it's like a weird, oh, you picked a winger on the bench and you didn't need him. You know what I mean? Or Schneider gets picked on the bench, yeah, so comes on for the last five minutes, eight, yeah, yeah. games really lost. But to have a middle, you know, a yeah, big, strong you, young mate. middle just sitting it's, there, it's it's odd. It's odd. I don't know it, if that's It just Ricardo, has to be in the complexion of the game. I don't know. I don't know. But it's I know odd. he's owed something, and I feel sorry for the man because he deserved his, his call up. Yeah. Um, we got Schiller um, there on the bench as well, and we got Schneider as well on the bench. Um, for them, the extended bench is Michael Molo. Francis's younger brother. Right. We've got Max uh, Feigai. Feigai. Could be the brother Fengai. of the other Feigai, I guess. He. Could be. We've got Jaden Sullivan, yeah, who we've Matt's seen. Brother. We've got Jaden Hunt, both spelled differently. Yeah, there's, so there's three Jadens and Jaden Sewer, which is J A Y uh, apostrophe D. Jade. Jaden's the new Mitchell. Yeah, it is. But the, these ones are all spelt really weird. And then you've got Viliami Fafita on the bench. Look, just on the basis, right, that we've got. Um, Schneider on the bench. I'm giving that one again well, to the Raiders. I'm going to go against you, you, and I'm going to give it to the Dragons. What are you yeah. Just on the basis that they've got no. someone called Viliami Fafita. I mean, if there was ever a name of the next NRL superstar. Yeah, yeah, it is a good one. Viliami Fafita. It sounds like they've, you know, Frankenstein's made him in his lap. He's like, we need to produce the perfect Something forward. between Viliami <laughs> kick out and, and, and David Fafita. And David Fafita. And you, I mean, what a something. machine. No, a... Uh... A Hardwick has just rolled over in yeah. a grave that's, somewhere. That's like in, half like, a dozen West, Hardwicks right there. Western yeah, parts. Yeah. All right. But, you know, amongst all of this, there are definitely reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. And we're back. Like, it just, like, you saw Ricky jumping up and down afterwards, how pleased he was with that, because the boys came back and showed the character that we know they're, they're there and showed some depth in the side and some real fight. And that's really, at the end of the day, all we want to see. I think we can take losses as long as we know they're fighting it Absolutely. out and doing, their, Absolutely. and doing their best. And I, I said before, you know, a five-day turnaround didn't help us against the Panthers. I don't think it would have been anywhere near that bad. But to see them really fight out against an undefeated side in a place where they hadn't won for 13 years... You know, and and do that eighty-minute yeah, performance um, just showed a lot of character, and and you know that is a fantastic reason to be cheerful. Okay, listener of the week time, and I do have a listener of the week, and right. it's one coming all the way from Canada. What do they say in America, Andrea or Andrea? Let's go with Andrea. Andrea Serratore. Yeah. Said it, Andrea. No, Andrea. No, what was she? And what was the nine or two and a half? It was Andrea, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's Andrea. Um, yeah, but in, in Valley Girl, um, Frank Zappa's Moon Zappa calls it Andrea. Oh, right. Okay. Just reaching out to say hi from Canada. So long story short, how I got hooked onto your podcast, or not so short. My daughter, Ali, started to plan a trip to Australia during COVID. So I thought we would find some shows to get to know what's entertaining on that side of the world. <laughs> Rake, Kath and Kim, which then led to Offspring. Uh -huh. Falling down the Leneves rabbit hole. <laughs> Leading to Blake and the Pork and the Canberra oh, Sweet Jesus. That Andrea, is the I weirdest way. For the, anyways, I really apologise for the rabbit hole we've led you down. <laughs> You're stuck Anyways, that's the story. To the bloody Canberra <laughs> So podcast. I blame Dr. Patrick for this. There is no question. There's no way in the world they're going to go. If you weren't so damn sexy, Leneves, oh. you know. 
Oh, can I finish? I've got to finish reading them. Okay, anyway, go. that's the story. Love the podcast banter and sense of humor and maybe picking up a bit about rugby along the way. Right. Uh, Ali has loved her first couple of months in Australia, hanging out on the Gold Coast in Brisbane, flying to Melbourne this weekend, so she will miss the Raiders game. But her reason to be cheerful, she will get back to her first NRL game the next week when she's back in Brisbane. It's great listening oh, and wow. a good switch up from hockey. Anyway, good to see. Oh, so, that's uh, awesome. Hockey's she, a great she's from sport. Columbia, I think, did she say? No, I think she just said Canada. I went to um. I actually went to uh, a hockey game in Vegas when I was there last week. It's it's an amazing sport live. But um, Andrew, if you're listening, that's that's awesome that you've reached out, and and I apologise for leading you down the rabbit hole of Raiders fandom. But if you are going to support any rugby league team on the planet, you have chosen the third most popular podcast and the best rugby league team mm. on the planet. And um, look, if you if you're ever in LA, reach out and maybe we can have a coffee. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad sure you'll take up the, on that. I'm sure podcast. she will. Uh, and by the way, uh, Lampus Troutman um, is very annoyed that um, that Phoebe's getting the coffee date and she wants one as well. So, what what did she do to deserve it? Lampus she's Troutman. very funny and informative. It's what she's done. Yeah, she's been the, one of our listeners. She's a friend of mine. She's rusted on hardcore. Yeah, she's very good. Oh, uh, is she a friend of Blake's no, or of Pork's? In in real life. Oh, well, then she definitely gets a coffee. She's a friend yeah. of Pork's, and yeah. there's no chance. Right, right. That's the way it goes. Well, is it? It's, it's <laughs> okay because Tim doesn't have any friends, so it'll be fine. Uh, so merchandise. Merch. We've still got merch. It's out there. Go to Rugby League merch. Get your Pork. Get your Blake shirts. I mean, and be as you know, soon. Blake, Blake will be getting a Pork shirt soon. The second one sold when After, Papa plays for Queensland. All three games. Yeah. No chance. Not happening. Um, yeah, so head on to rugbyleaguemerch.com. Get get your bacon the pork merch. There's heaps of stuff on there. No discounts as usual. You know, we like to sell things. Doesn't T-Mac have a discount you can use? It doesn't work on us gear. Doesn't it? No. Green Machine Podcast discount, T-Mac discount. They've tried them all. They don't work. Right. Uh, and also get your Raiders by 56 beanies from landspeed.com.au. Mm. The original. Mm. Well, the original was the Ask Clown. No, oh, the original. Yeah, yeah buy, buy 56, something. not buy anything else. It's not buying, well, it was one the weekend, but it was by two to six, but anyway. Uh, and also, if you want to support the show uh, and you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, subscribe. You'll never miss an episode that way. And why not give us a five-star review if you can as... Because Blake wants more than anything your positive affirmation. He acts like he doesn't care, but he cares no, no, it's, it's, more. No, it's, no, so, so the more reviews you get... The more reviews you get, the higher you show up on the rankings. So that when people search podcasts or whatever, your podcast comes up higher. So that way more people will discover the show, Tim, and more people will listen. And it's, we want as many people to listen as possible. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Then. So anyway, so we got a review. Um, it's not just purely the affirmations. That's the actual reason why. And it says, <laughs> Danny Stewart from Oz Steve, a great listen, good content and non-biased opinions. Definitely the third best Raiders podcast. See, third most popular, not third, third best. Third most popular, yeah. Bring back Crocker is a crack up, lads. Keep it up. Mm. I've kind of put away with the bring back Crocker a little bit. Mm. Kev mm. will probably keep it up, but he thinks that he is called Crocker. Mm. And I just want to say, just before we go out to this thing, there's been one person on this podcast the entire time who's had Jared Croker's back and wanted him to be playing and wanted him to get to his 300. And I think last weekend, Jared Croker showed us exactly why the pork was right. 
because he brings something to the side that you cannot quantify in any other way except with the letter W. It's this is this this is what you oh, get. This is what you get from these I, guys that you know these these yeah these shills. They, just, they just want to. Talk. Oh, I told you me, so. I was if like, you want to call me a shill for completely having Sackle. Ricky and ja- Sackle, if you want to call me those names <laughs> for completely having Jared and Ricky's back, go for it. Yeah, look, look, Bork, I thought I, 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 on this podcast at the beginning of last year, I thought Jared would come back and be one of the better centers in the competition. I was a hundred percent behind it, and then. Look, mate, like not many people in their right mind, if you watch any of reserve grade thought, um, uh, maybe I should take my hat off to you, man, because what he did to the club on the weekend and the glue that maybe he brought and the leadership was very special. So I'm, 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 I'm really glad that he's there. He didn't think he was going to come back. And, and if Harley Smith-Shields had played like we thought he was going to play at the start of the year, no one had Joe Croker in yeah. their best team this time. Or Savage yeah. was fullback, and then yeah, exactly, Chris is the exactly. other centre. So, I but, mean, I, but to Pork's point, and maybe we should all look it on the calendar and mark it down. I've already done it. I've gone on um, some websites and looked when Jared's three hundred game would be. Unfortunately, it's in Campbelltown. If he plays every game between now up. and I think we have and, to drive up for that. It's uh, only two hours, man. Yeah, yeah. An hour but, and a half. Well, you know, who knows? Speed it, it, rugby league's not that smooth. <laughs> in the you know what I mean, like you might. Your Toyota Camry can go that fast. No, the Millennium Falcon uh, got taken out by the hail. That thing could do the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, but uh, the hail took it out. And somebody for that beaten up old 1998 Vienta station wagon gave me $3,700. And I went, right you are. Yeah, someone's probably got it parked out behind the filthy store right now picking up some Uber Eats. Right, it looked like a bucket of junk. Every, car, every thing... car you see out the back there that the Uber Eats driver's drive yeah. are all the hail damaged cars they picked up on the cheap hey, it was a great car i loved that car god i loved it anyway <sighs> you have been listening to the raiders review with blake and the pork the podcast formerly known as the third most popular podcast on raiders podcast on the internet um i'm i'm the pork i'm blake i'm heather and we'll talk to you again soon we may be not back next week with the bye Unless oh, something yeah. big, unless something big happens, yeah, yeah like yeah. some sort of Jack White and signing news, emergency podcast. Yeah, I reckon we might we might take a week. I'm on holiday next. We might take. I reckon. I reckon just an an hour of Kevin from coming up. Just unleash it. Uh, we got a, we got an Ask Gus here from Blake and the Pork Podcast. Now they they must be a rival podcast, Gus. I don't know whether we should be should be getting questions from rival podcasts. I mean, we are very high rating here, but Blake and the Pork Podcast, who appear to be in the Canberra Raiders colours, if you're a Canberra fan, you should you should listen to Blake and the Pork. Um, what do you think Jack Whiten's best position is, and how do you think he'd go at thirteen? It's a good nickname, the Pork. The Pork. Yeah, the Pork. <laughs> Sorry, what's the question? <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to work out what you're getting out there.